7 to 8 p.m. Sport On with Tabiso Musia. Yes, it is. Good evening from us. Uh, thank you very much for staying with us on SAFM and for joining us on the sports show. I am Tabi Somosia. Velile Mnyandu is producing the show and Sia Daniel is our technical producer this evening. We usually open with an intro, but sometimes when we have a lot, then we sacrifice that intro and get straight to the show. And it is a Boxing Wednesday and we're going to talk all things to do with the sweet science that is a boxing. We'll continue where we left off last week as we continue to look ahead to this weekend's heavyweight title clash between Anthony Joshua, who's putting his belt on the line against Alexander Usyk. Uh, we did hear from Anthony Joshua last week. We got a chance as SAFM spot on uh, to join a press conference, a global press conference, and we got to ask a couple of questions to AJ, which we played last week. And we got another chance to speak to Alexander Usyk, then the challenger, the mandatory challenger of the WBO, uh, the Ukrainian who is unbeaten in 18 fights, has moved up from cruiserweight uh, to heavyweight. Now it will be his third fight in the heavyweights. So we're going to play you a little bit of that interview that we did with uh, Alexander Usyk, as well as our friend there from... Um, from Eponduin, from the Daily Dispatch, Mesulizi, for also part of that uh, press conference. Of course, uh, this fight is brought to you by Dazone, uh, 25th of September at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium in London. Fans are expected to be there. And we're going to go over to the UK also then to look ahead to this uh, fight. And Alexander Usik, I don't know how many of you are aware, that he's actually fought a number of South Africans in his career in the cruiserweights. He's actually fought four South Africans, has Alexander Usik. So we are uh, we are going to speak to one of those who's, who fought him, Tabisom Tunu, back in 2016. They were all knocked out, by the way, by Usik. Uh, Danny Fenter also, Daniel Brewer and John Muller. So Tunu will tell us about Usik and what we can expect from him and what has made him so what made him so good in the cruiserweights. And we'll bring it back home. I did mention last week that we've got a couple of tournaments in uh, here at home this weekend. It, it has to have to, something to do with Heritage Day, that they all lined up in this specific weekend. It's a long weekend, I guess. So we'll We'll speak to two of the promoters that are hosting this uh, this tournament that will also be broadcast on the SABC Sport channel. So that's what's coming up on the show this evening. I know that uh, people have been asking for scores. It was 2-2 between Golden Arrows and Amazul in the DSTV Premiership. There were three penalties in that, in, that, in that game. No guessing who was the referee. No prizes for guessing who was the referee. It was Victor Gomes there. And Benny McCarthy actually feels that there should have been four. But it ended 2-2 between Arroz and Amazulu. Um, Nox Mutizu scored a penalty, missed another one. Uh, Matiana scoring for Arroz also. And Kolam Lambo and Bongi Nduli for Amazulu. And then in a game that just finished, Marisbeck United winning 1-0 against Marumo Gallants. A late goal in the second minute of added time there for Marisbeck United. That saw them claim all the three points, even though Gallants had, had the better chances here. But Amadou Soukona... Um, the, um, he's a Malian, right? But he was born in France, plays for Marisbeck United. Um, he's got that goal in the last minute for Marisbeck United. And the scenes that they had at Guala Stadium, we just wish they were fans. Anyway, um, we're going to leave it there. We're going to get into the boxing now. We're going to go to the UK first and then bring it back home. This is SAFM Sport with Tabiso Musia. 
Okay, so we're continuing building up to Usik and uh, AJ. If you want to weigh in on the fight, it's on Saturday. You can send us your voice notes to 061-4104-107. And we joined on the line from the UK by Chris McKenna, um, who's a sports journalist uh, for the Daily Star. Chris, good evening from us in South Africa. Thank you very much for being able to speak to us tonight about this fight. No problem. Thanks very much for having me on. It's a great pleasure. Thanks, Chris. Firstly, AJ Fury was the fight that the world was waiting for, and I guess the the Brits were also waiting for that one. How has AJ Usyk been received in the UK? Um, obviously, initially there was um, a fair bit of disappointment and and some anger that we we weren't getting the AJ against Fury fight. And um, promoters from all sides had promised it. It looked looked very very close to being announced for Saudi Arabia in August, and then. Deontay Wilder wins his arbitration case in the US and forces that third fight with uh, Titan Fury. So Joshua had, had two options then. He had uh, his options were to either fight Usyk or to give up the WBO title. And that was something that was considered. And they weren't sure about what to do, so they thought about giving up the belt. But then he decided, no, he wants to keep the three belts he has. He wants to try and get undisputed champion, which would be to win all four belts. So he decided to go through with the mandatory challenger, which is Alexander Usyk. Initially, there was maybe disappointment around the UK about that because it wasn't Fury. But I think in the last couple of weeks, people have started to really open their eyes to this fight. And they realise that this is a real fight. This isn't just like sometimes you get stopped at fights before the big fights. And that happens obviously a lot in boxing, probably too much. But this is far from it. This is a very dangerous fight for Anthony Joshua. He will know that. And uh, I think people are starting now to get really excited about it. And does it mean then, Chris, that he can't afford a slip-up here, Anthony Joshua, if he's still eyeing to fight Fury? No, he, he, he can't really because it will, it will put everything back so so much. Look, if he loses to Usyk, he will have a rematch clause as the champion. He has a rematch clause. So if he lost a close decision, I'm sure he would ask for that rematch and go again with Usyk. But that all puts the Fury fight back further and Fury will have to go and fight somebody else if he beats Deontay Wilder next month. And Fury's getting older, AJ's getting older. They want to fight as soon as possible. The money's there now. So a slip-up on Saturday for Joshua would be really detrimental to that fight ever happening. And even if he got the rematch and beat Usyk, I think the Fury fight could go forever if he doesn't win this weekend. So that's a, that's a lot, lot on this fight. Not only is he facing a great fighter in Alexander Usyk, he also knows that if he loses, he loses that Fury fight, that chance to prove he's the best in the heavyweight division, and also, maybe most importantly, a hell of a lot of money. Mm. And and a lot has been said about AJ's conditioning when those pictures came out a couple of weeks ago. How how is he prepared for for this fight? In your opinion, he does look a little slimmer. Um, sometimes it can be deceiving. That we won't really know until he steps on the scales how much lighter he's coming in for this fight but I think his his idea is that he needs to be a bit lighter he's not obviously going to get on his bike and go running in this fight he's going to be there he's going to be putting it on Usyk but I think he knows it's going to be a demanding fight in that the three minutes of every round he might have to be working hard so I don't think he wants to be carrying excess weight and excess muscle that he doesn't need so he's slimmed down slightly and um, we'll see on Friday when he when he weighs in exactly how by how much. But I think that's quite clever. 
Um, I think he should be slimmer. He should be lighter for this fight because if it goes into the later rounds and it's quite a relentless fight, he won't want to tire massively because that would play into Usyk's hands uh, and Usyk would, would be uh, very clinical if he sees that Joshua's tiring. So I think that's more to do with being able to last a, a fairly frantic-paced 12-round fight rather than Joshua planning to be up on his toes and, and, and moving on the back foot or anything like that. He did have that loss, um, Chris, to Andy Ruiz, um, but his bounce back after that. I mean, he won the rematch against Andy Ruiz and then he beat Kubrat Pulev. Have we seen a different AJ since that loss, uh, since that shock defeat to Andrew Ruiz? Yeah, I, I think he's, he's, he's changed certain things. He, he's changed some of his training camp. He's brought in two new coaches who work under his main trainer, Robert McCracken. Um, but in the Ruiz rematch, he was very kind of on the back four. He, he was defensive and he was wary of Ruiz's um, left hook, which did the damage in the first fight. But he boxed very clever in that second fight. And we saw bits of that in the in the Pula fight. I thought the Pula fight was a, a really, really good performance because he showed his boxing skills in that fight. But he also showed that he can be brutal and he can be vicious when he, when he went in to, to finish Pulev off in that fight. So I think... He has changed a bit. I think he's more defensively aware. I think he is more happier to go on the back foot, which previously in his professional career he wasn't very keen on that. I think he's improved very much on that side. But I don't think he should be on the back foot at all in this fight against Usyk. I think he needs to be pushing forward and making Usyk the one who has to has to be pushed back and he's the one who has to, to hit and move. And and you've mentioned how dangerous an, an opponent Usyk is. He's unbeaten in 18. Has he been convincing for you in the heavyweight since he made the step up? Um, I would have to be honest and say no. Um, he's not been overly convincing, but I also would would kind of consider that the two guys he fought, he would have believed he would win easy. And and he strikes me Usyk as a as a guy who who needs to be motivated, who needs to be up for it. The Chaz Witherspoon fight, I thought he was quite sluggish at times, and there was various reasons maybe for that. His first fight in the division in America in a different time zone, so various things there. The Chisora fight, look, Derek Chisora is well past his best. He has been for a long time, so Usyk should be winning that fight easy. And I thought he won it quite comfortable, apart from the first few few rounds. But I think I would have liked to have seen him maybe put it on his uh, put it, sorry put it on Chisora in the second half of that fight and gone for the stoppage, which I think would have been there because Chisora tired massively. So I don't think he's been overly convincing. But I think this weekend, this is where we find that if, if, if Alexander Usyk can, can live in the land of the heavyweight giants because this is a real test for him. And what are the book is saying here? Is, is Usyk a massive underdog for this fight and, and Joshua an overwhelming favourite? Yeah, I, I, I'm surprised by the odds. They're, they're, they're very certainly in the UK, which will obviously be distorted by um, a lot of AJ fans betting on AJ. But AJ seems to be a heavy favourite. Um, I think the last time I, I, I checked the odds, Usyk was as wide as 4-1, to one, which to me is a great value in, in, in it if, if gambling's your, your game. Because um not saying he's definitely going to win. I'm not saying he's got more than a 50-50 chance of winning. But at 4-1, to one, it's great value. And it surprised me by that. The bookies are, are, are not usually so generous on something. So it's good odds for Usyk. Um, he is up against it, but I still think that is great value. Yeah, and sometimes you just take a price for the value.
um, and and four to one seems huge. I've actually just checked it. One to three, five to one in some places. That is a huge difference. And do you find how does from from I know you've been part of the press conferences from Usik. Does he feel like he's a he's a big underdog for this one? No, he he doesn't like that tag with uh, Alexander. I, I think he knows that people are underestimating him and don't believe he can win this fight. And he um, he knows that people think he's too small for the heavyweight division. But mm. I remember before the Chisora fight, he gave a great quote and how he explained that. And he said that, well, the king of the jungle is, is not the elephant. The king of the jungle is the lion. And so it's not always the, the, biggest, the biggest guy who... Um, who, who dominates. So he, he has full belief that he, he can outbox Anthony Joshua. He has no fear over the size, but it will all come down, I suppose, to how he handles the power. But speaking to him this week, he seems in a very, very confident mood. He seems very relaxed, um, and he's, he's always great fun. He's a great character. He's sick. He loves. He comes out with some, some weird and wonderful things, that's for sure. And talking about power, his lack of power has been questioned by some. I think Tyson Fury also had a few words to say about his lack, his, his lack of um, of power, Alexander Usyk. Do you think that's a fair judgment? You can definitely say that, yeah. He hasn't carried much power. He was never really a, a knockout artist at um, Cruiserweight. I know he stopped a fair few people, but it was never usually uh, one-punch knockouts. So... He is kind of somebody who is attritional. He wears you down. Um, I think that's his key. He, he, the problem with that is when it's a big heavyweight coming at you, it's a lot harder to, to grind them down and, and, and get that stoppage. So that's going to be his challenge. I think if he if he's going to win this fight, I think he's going to have to win it on points. I can't see him really stopping Anthony Joshua unless Joshua tired massively. He's definitely not going to... He definitely doesn't have the power to 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 land one shot and uh, put uh, Anthony Joshua's lights out. Whereas on the flip side, Anthony Joshua certainly has the power to do that to Alexander Usyk. And um, still on the fight, what about the the fans? I mean, we've seen in football in the in the EPL, um, Chris, that the fans are back in the stadium. How many fans are allowed now at the Tottenham Stadium for this one? It's a full house. It's uh, going to be sixty thousand people. It's uh, it's going to be rocking in there. It's uh, going to be the biggest boxing event in the UK since the COVID pandemic hit. Um, so yeah, it's it's full. It's back to normal, and it'll be the the full show on, on Saturday night, which are which are people are really excited about. And it'll be the first time that Anthony Joshua's fought in a stadium since 2018, um, in a, in a football stadium that is. He, he obviously fought Andy Ruiz when he got beat at Madison Square Garden in New York, and then the rematch was in Saudi Arabia, which was an outdoor arena, but it was 16,000 people, and it wasn't a usual wild boxing atmosphere, certainly that you get in the UK. And then obviously the Pulev one was um, it was in front of a 1,000 fans at Wembley Arena, not the stadium, um, and it, so it was a limited number. So 60,000 punters in, in the stadium, and that's going to be, that's going to be where Joshua's discipline will come in because um, if he lands on Usyk and and the crowd's going to be up and he'll, he'll be like he'll have to control himself not to go reckless and walk into any shots as well. So it brings about a great atmosphere, but it may bring also a bit of a bit of danger for Joshua. He needs to be clever. He can't be swayed by the crowd. He needs to focus on his game plan. And I guess having won Olympic gold in London in 2012, Usyk is also in familiar territory. He's also fought in the UK, fought in London against Derek Chisora, and I think it was in Manchester when he fought at Tony Bailey. So he's got something to tap into when it comes to some memories of fighting in the UK. Yeah, 
Yeah, he said he said he this week when we spoke to me, he says uh, London is his lucky place. So it's uh, <laughs> certainly true. He obviously won that Olympic gold uh, the day before Anthony Joshua won his Olympic gold. Mm. Um, and then yeah, as you mentioned, the Tony Bellew fight at Manchester Arena, which was a, a really good performance. His last fight at Cruiserweight. And then the uh, the Derek Chisora fight, which was behind closed doors, there were no fans there for that one. But yeah, he's he's been over here. He, he knows his way around. He also fought in uh, the World Boxing Series, which is um, a kind of pro amateur oh, yes. hybrid competition, um, which they do in teams. So when he was still an amateur, he fought for Ukraine at York Hall, which is the the famous boxing venue in London. Um, it's a it's a tiny leisure centre uh, venue. He fought there against Joe Joyce in. I think it was 2013, um, in, in a crazy atmosphere because there was actually more Ukrainians than uh, British fans that night. But it'll be certainly different form this time against Joshua because it'll be 60, maybe 50, 58,000 Joshua fans, maybe a couple of thousand <laughs> of Ukrainian fans. So uh, they'll, 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 they'll do well to make themselves heard, that's for sure. Wonderful. And finally, what kind of a fight are you expecting then, Chris McKenna? Um. I kind of it's turning and thrown. The only the only outcome I cannot see this weekend is Usyk winning early. I think if he wins, it will be on point. Joshua can win in this fight at any time. He lands a big shot, I think. But it's whether he does do that. I think it's all the way the fight will go. We'll know in the first four rounds if Usyk can absorb that power. I think we're going to have a long, attritional, maybe at times a tactical battle. And it may not be thrilling at all times. There may be moments in the fight where there gasps, where big shots land. But if Usyk can absorb Joshua's power early on, I think it will become more of a tactical affair. And it mightn't be thrilling. But if he if he gets hit early on and suddenly he can't handle the power, then it could be over early. But my kind of feeling is that he will kind of avoid getting hit big early, and it will become a quite a tactical battle. And those last kind of 9 to 12 will be crucial rounds. But maybe not expecting a thrilling fight, but it'll certainly be intriguing. Wonderful. And are you expecting some, some, some great action in the undercard? I know that um, Callum, Callum Smith is back now. It must be the first time since he lost to Canelo. Yeah, it's, it's great to see Callum back. He's moved up to, to light heavyweight now. So I think that's a good move for him. I think he... He was a huge super middleweight, but I think getting down to the weight took a lot out of him. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see what he's like at like heavyweight. Should maybe carry some more power now that he's not boiling down so much on weight. This is a, a quite an easy fight. We'll be looking to see if he can get a stoppage. He's also got a new trainer now. He, he's left Joe Gallagher. He's with Buddy McGirt, who's uh, a legend of the boxing game. So interesting to see what he adds to his game as well. But... I'm sure he'll have a, this fight and maybe another at light heavyweight, and then he'll be he'll be after the world champion to that weight to become a two weight world champion. And what's expected of a Lawrence Okoli there, who who's also fighting in this undercard against uh, Prasovic? Yeah, so this is a it's a mandatory challenger as well. It's it's one that Okoli didn't really want. He he's ambitious. He wants he wants unification fights. He wants to fight the other champions, but he's got to make sure he's on his game for this one. He's a, he's a very heavy favourite to win, but you never know. Um, the guy he's fighting is a bit of an unknown, so it it, it will be a nervy one for him. It, it, he needs to make sure he's on it, but I expect him to kind of get another spectacular KO and, and really show off his power on a massive stage for him as well. Again, he won his world title behind closed doors, so 
it's great for him to get a chance to defend it in front of a lot of fans. And I see there's been a lot of talk finally, Chris, about a 20-year-old here, Campbell Hattin. Is he the real deal or is it too early to tell, way too early? I think it's way too early for Campbell. Um, he's obviously he's, he's got it certainly in his blood with who his father is, um, and he's got he's got potential. There's, there's definitely a lot for that. Mm. I'm I'm not too keen on him being on these big pay per view shows. I think he should be on smaller events, learning his trade a bit more. But they they're, they're obviously using his name to kind of bring some glamour to the event, and and so he's being put on a big platform, which is, is good in a way, but I think we need to be cautious with him. He's still learning his trade. We shouldn't expect too much from him. Let's wait until he's 15, 20 fights into his professional career, and then we will have a far better idea uh, uh, of where he's going to go. And I know that sounds a lot of fights, but he's got quite a limited amateur experience. So he needs to get plenty of fights in his belt, um, and let's see where he is um, after 15 or so fights. And is his father involved in his boxing, Ricky Hatton? Yeah, so he, his father is his manager. Um, mm-hmm. uh, he also works with Josh, Anthony Joshua's management company, but his dad is his manager, and his uncle, Matthew, who's also a former fighter, is his trainer. So it, it's a real family business there, which is, which is great to see. Okay, wonderful. Great speaking to you, Chris. Thank you very much for taking our call here in South Africa. We really appreciate your insight. No problem. Thanks, Chris McKenna. Follow him on Twitter, CM. Well, C McKenna Sport, that's where you'll find him on Twitter. Not only covers boxing, also covers a lot of other sports, um, including football, of course. Covers Merseyside football. That's what he says on his Twitter account. So, Liverpool and Everton fans, that's the guy to follow there. Chris McKenna on Twitter, C McKenna Sport. Looking ahead to Anthony Joshua up against Alexander Usyk uh, this weekend, 25th of September. And I did mention that we got a chance again to speak to Usyk uh, um, ahead of this fight. Uh, we were part of that global press conference, SAFM, as well as our friends there at the Daily Dispatch in the Eastern Cape. And I actually started off the press conference. I began by asking Alexander Usyk if he felt that he was the, the underdog, like many people are making him to be the underdog because he dominated the cruiserweights. He's had two fights in the heavyweight uh, division. A lot of people, as you heard from Chris, has not really been convincing. But I had Tyson Fury speak a couple of days ago saying that he believes that Usyk is actually holding back here and he might really show what he has um, here in this fight against um, against Anthony Joshua. And he's fought four South Africans, as I mentioned, in uh, Tabisom Kuno. We're going to speak to him also later on, as well as uh, the likes of John. Muller, Danny Fenter and Daniel Bruva. So those are the guys that fought against Alexander Usyk when he was still in the cruiserweights. But let's hear what he had to say about him being the underdog. 4-1 to one off. We can even get 5-1 to one on Usyk on this fight if you're a betting man. I don't think about it at all. I had a very difficult training tabor. Well, guys, I haven't really thought about it, whether I'm an underdog or not. I've uh, put mine to the maximum. I've done the thorough training. I've uh, been through the camp. Uh, no, I'm not really thinking about it. Uh, never thought about it. Uh, well, I'm, uh, I'm just do- going to do box. Uh, the thing I love doing, that's it. Okay, thank you. Just a second one, if I'm allowed to ask a follow-up. What what exactly have you been working on on this camp? 
preparing for this fight now you've had two fights in this division uh, some people have raised a question about your lack of power what have you focused on in this camp знаєте питання практично задають одні й те саме так що відповідати будемо також well they um, ask me all the same questions and then the answer will be all the same you know just like a matrix so to speak я робив більш упор well guys uh, well basically what i was focusing on and then no, I don't really gonna tell you my secrets, what I was working on. Basically, put it this way, uh, I've been resting and my coach was working for me. <laughs> thank you very much. Thank you, thank you. Um, let's go to Zipa now um, for two questions. Thank you. Zipa. Yeah, this is Zipa from South Africa. Zipa is from Africa. Hi, hello, Africa. Um, Alessandra, I see that you have beaten, in fact, you have fought uh, many South African boxers than any other country. Tell me, why are you beating up our boxers? <laughs> They're probably the, uh, the bravest and they agreed to, to fight me. All right. Um, the second question is, um, you know, this fight came about after after the fallout of the of uh, of uh, of Anthony Joshua versus uh, Tyson Fury fight. Um, what was what is your feeling about that fight falling off and you you getting the chance now to fight Anthony Joshua? Вагову категорію WBO назначила мене першим номером в рейтингу. І тобто Ентоні повинен був захищати свій пояс зі мною ще рік по тому. Right. The uh, the reason is the following. So uh, well, Anthony should have uh, uh, been fighting uh, was supposed to be fighting me a year ago even. Uh, it all happened when when WBO uh, um, appointed me uh, with the title of super champion. Uh, and then when I moved to a super heavy uh, division, super heavy league, uh, I was uh, appointed by WBO number one in rating. So this, uh, this fight was with Anthony was uh, long due. Uh, so it should have happened a year ago even. Mm-hmm. Well, so it should have been happening a year ago, but uh, it was uh, God's will that it's happening on September the 25th. I'm quite happy with it. Podcast on the zone, folks, if you're asking where to watch it, um, I'm not sure if the, the local broadcasters will broadcast it, but the zone is that app um, that's fast growing sports network. They focus mainly on boxing. They've got an app there. We once spoke to them um, a couple of, but two months ago on the show, uh, it was, they were saying it was 29 rand a month and you get the app and you can watch most of these big fights because they're all moving to the zone now. So uh, Matt Sivumachaya, who's asking, that's where the fight is actually going to be. Besides that, I'm not sure where you can find it um, online. Usik, Joshua, we are waiting for it. 
Let's find out more about Usik from a man that has fought him. One of many South Africans that fought um, Alexander Usik. That's probably the only one that I remember. The others, I don't remember them fighting Usik, I'll be honest with you. But I do remember in 2016 when Tabiso Mkunu, uh, The Rock, took on Alexander Usik in the U.S. And he joins us on the line now, The Rock. Uh, the Rock, good evening. Thank you for speaking to us here on SAFM. Uh, good evening, man. Uh, it's a pleasure to be here. Thanks, man. Your team won today. Marisberg United won. Gallant Nail, are you happy? <laughs> Good man, good man. Let's yeah. let's talk about you fighting Usi because at least I remember a bit of that fight. Firstly, how do you look back at that fight? It ended in a stoppage. How do you look back at it? Uh, yeah, the fight, uh, we took the fight in a short notice because it was for a world title, that would be all in a mm. four weeks, four weeks and a half. So, like, we couldn't refuse a big offer like that. So we took the fight, we knew what we were up against. He's a good boxer, Olympian, a very, very technical boxer. So we knew exactly and I'm not say I'm not I'm not putting it as an excuse, but I had a big injury going to that fight. I couldn't spar maybe I had like three sparring sessions because of my injuries. But mm. I'm not I'm not putting that as an excuse. We knew what we were up against. And I'm not taking anything away from him. He's a good boxer. He's a good boxer, even though he took the fight in a short notice, but he's a very good boxer, very technical and very mm. quick. And if he I remember goes, correctly, I, I think they were using that fight to, to introduce him to the U.S. market, ne? Exactly. So he also had to make sure that he up his game to, 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 to showcase his talent. Yeah. How was his power, though? Uh, not much. He doesn't have like a a, a, a big, big devastating power. He, he's alright. He got those. He got. He got like uh, I'll say, he's a decent puncher for a cruiserweight. He, he was mm. a decent puncher. Now he's a heavyweight. So I also think he's still not a big puncher for a, for a heavyweight. And did size play 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 a big role in that fight of you against him? Because he was a bit bigger than you. You threw a few punches, but he was he always just seemed to be the bigger guy. Yeah, I wouldn't say he played a big role because he, he, he he's not as he doesn't like he's very technical. He doesn't use his power much. Uh-huh. He doesn't use his power much, but uh, I wouldn't say he played a big role because I fought guys similar to his size. Mm. Uh, yeah. And just just um, still on on Usyk, he dominated the cruiserweights. Uh, Rock, what what made him so good in that division? Is it is it that is it how good he was technically, like you're saying? Yes, I say technically, and he has a very good uh, boxing pedigree. He's been boxing since he was a kid. He went to the he's an Olympian, got mm, got medalist. So yeah, that also that also gives him a, a a lot of advantage. What have you made of him now moving to the heavyweights? He's had two fights in that division so far. Yeah, for me, because uh, even me and Tulani Benge, we were, we, were, we, we were talking about it because Tulani is saying he's going with Josh, I'm going with Usak. Then, uh, then uh, I said, let's bet. Then Tulani, he just pulled that knife and I don't trust Josh anymore. <laughs> but for me, for me, I think, I think, I think guys who can give Usak a problem in a ring, the kind of guys like Chifora, a brawler, not a uh. boxer. AJ is a good boxer, but he's more of a gentleman. So for Usak, he must be very smart and clever 
and clever than him to beat him if you if you box like Joshua. And we all know that Joshua is not clever than Osa is not faster. He's just bigger and you can punch harder. But uh, that doesn't work in boxing. You have to be very technical, skillful in order to win a fight. So that's why I'm very sure that I think Osaka is going to take this one. So you're giving him a, a great chance here against Joshua. Yeah, even to learn in bed, he pulled out. He had a bet, <laughs> 1,000, 1,000 each. Yesterday, he said, I. <laughs> he said, I don't trust Joshua. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I believe that Usak is going to win. It's going to win. It's not going to be easy, but I believe it's going to win. He got all the things to win the fight. Do you think he's a better boxer than Anthony Joshua, or he's more suited to fight a boxer like Anthony Joshua, like you said? Uh, I'll say both. He's a better boxer. And yeah, I'll say both. He's a better boxer than Joshua. And, uh, and Joshua's style, it suits Usak more to win the fight. Mm. As I said, that uh, I believe only guys who can give Usak a problem. Guys like Chisora, mm. guys like uh, Wilder. If you're going to try box Usak and you're not a good boxer, then it's just going to be, it's, it's just going to be a work nightmare. Okay, wonderful. Looking forward to that. Those are the views of Tabi Somkuno, who's been in the ring with Alexander Usyk. When are you back in the ring, Rock? The last time we saw you was when you beat that um, Olympic champion from Russia last year. Yes, Tichenko. Uh, Chief, Chief, Chank, Tichenko, this yeah. Year, this year, March. Right? Oh, this, this year, March, March, yes. Yes, it was actually this year, March. Uh, I'm fighting. It's a big fight for me. I'm fighting, uh, but it's very, very content. Mm-hmm. We're just waiting for the contract and, uh, yeah. In November, mid-November, so we're not sure about the venue yet, but I'm going to be fighting for the WBC World Title, so it's very big one for me. Okay, wonderful. We wish you all the best. Keep us posted. Thank you for speaking to us just to get your, to give us your thoughts on this mm-hmm. fight. All right. It's a pleasure, man. Thanks a lot, and thanks for having me. Thank you. Keep well, Tabisom Kuno there. Supporter of Marisbeck United. Marisbeck United, please do the right thing and give this man a jersey. Actually, he's been asking me for a jersey of Marisbeck United. Because he, he used to go, when, when we were still allowed in the stadium, he was always there every Friday night whenever he was home at Tabisom Kuno. So maybe we should work on something here to get him a jersey. Velile, let's use your contacts there to get this man a jersey of Marisbeck United as a loyal supporter of his club from his hometown. Okay, we are going to move right along now. We're going to bring it back home now. I was waiting for your voice notes on um, on Joshua Usyk, but it looks like uh, you're not willing. people are not willing to give us their views on this fight. But you can send us your voice notes to 0614104107. Wandilam Tana has tweeted, though. He says, for me, AJ will win if he reverts to his old bombs away style. If he boxes cautiously, it's Usyk's fight. Usyk is a sleek, intelligent southpaw and well-traveled boxing as the underdog in London won't phase him. I agree with you. He's fought in London before. He's won Olympic gold in 2010. He's fought in Manchester, so he will be in familiar territory. And and just listening to him in this pre, pre-fight press conferences, he seems very relaxed, Alexander Usyk. Really not phased by everything that's happening around him and the hypes, the hype that the Brits always have um, around their boxes. He's just taking it one step at a time, one day at a time, and starting to believe Tyson Fury that he's got a trick up his sleeve here is uh, Usyk. But anyway, um, we're going to move right along, and we are going to talk boxing. We're going to bring it back home, rather, and look ahead to some of the tournaments that will be taking place here at home. It's a big tournament, big, big weekend, actually, with some tournaments. And let's start by looking at the Heritage Celebration Tournament here. It features 
Prince Romo. Remember Prince Romo is the guy that beat Nomeva and nobody could believe that Prince um, beat Nomeva and they were saying, hey, he's cleaning up uh, the Eastern Cape here, Prince Romo. So he's going to be uh, putting his belt on the line um, this weekend. And let's find out more about it. Uh, promoter Bongani Lamini joins us on the line. Good evening, Mr. Lamini. Bongles, thanks for speaking to us on SAFM. Uh, good, good, good evening, Mr. Tabitha. Just listeners. tell us about the tournament that you're hosting this weekend. Uh, the tournament is happening. Uh, heritage tournament is set. And mm. uh, we, uh, Chris Lomo is putting his title online uh, up against the guys from Eastern Cape which is going to be uh, <laughs> a grudge match because those guys, <laughs> they want uh, Lomo by, uh, I don't know how to imagine it, but they want Lomo like, to go down. But uh, it's something that is not going to be easy uh, for, for, for them because uh, the champ is ready and uh, is prepared and uh, we, we are so happy about, about him. And the champ also beat him totally. By the way, he seems to be getting better in his later years, doesn't he, Prince Lomo? Uh, yes, <laughs> you know, it's something else that you can't uh, that much predict because even when he fought in Totini, it was not uh, that much uh, easy fight. But uh, uh, he, he managed to come out with a victory, which uh, most of the guys from Israel Cape, they want to get the revenge because even Siseko Makalini, he was saying that uh, he, he was going for his brothers for what Tlomo uh, did to them. <laughs> so it's something else that uh, we are looking forward. And Tlomo uh, said, bring it on. And uh, as the uh, 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 association, association of GBPA, we said, mm-hmm. uh, this is the fight that we can make it happen. And uh, most people, they were looking forward for it. I also see Sbu Zingange on the poster here. Who is he fighting? Uh, Singange is fighting uh, Atone Moloise. Uh, he's mm. on the uh, Mrs. Chavez camp. And this is a, 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 a grudge fight because this is a rematch. They, 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 they fight before and it was a draw. And mm. uh, the winner between these two, they are, they, they, they are calling out uh, uh, Pila Ponchani for, for, oh. for, for the SA title. Really? Yeah, well. But, but, <laughs> but, um, Muloisen is blue jaguar, eh? He fought against Pilampojane before. Uh, he, yes, I he, think he did a couple, a couple of, yeah, a couple so, of years so, ago. So Pojane, yes. Pojane is, uh, I mean, uh, Antonio is rated number one mm, uh, mm, in the, in, 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 on the rankings. Uh, so Zindange, uh, uh, he he fight uh, 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 his last two fights he lost outside mm. the country. So he need to redeem himself before he challenge Pojane because some of uh, what was happening, uh, Pochane and uh, Zinange is the fight that uh, we've been looking forward for it. So this is gonna be something else that Zinange need to to make sure that he 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 redeem himself and uh, so that he can challenge Pochane. Another guy who um, who fought overseas is actually Gift Bolo. We always see him going overseas to fight there. Gift Bolo. He's also on the bill here. Who is he facing? Fighting Kolani Koteli, the one who lost uh, the belt from uh, wow. Prince Lomo. And uh, Bolo is one of the hard boxers, you know. <laughs> uh, some they can just underrate, but it's not easy to fight him because uh, uh, Gift Bolo was supposed to fight uh, Marcus 
And then mm. Marcus uh, uh, pulled out. He said they don't want to to fight him because he lost uh, to him. So there was supposed to be a rematch. So on this bill, uh, 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 we were supposed to have a three rematch. That is a crash fight where these boxers they they are looking, uh, not looking each other on the eyes. So they they, they are looking for like uh, they are looking uh, um, to 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 fight and to see who's going to be the winner. Because even for Savello, uh, Savello and uh, Caveni, it's, it's mm. also a rematch that they are looking forward for that. Okay, wonderful. Is there any other big fight or grudge match that we've missed here in, uh, on this bill? Uh, the, 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 we got, uh, before the grudge, we got Kanet uh, 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 fighting Asanda. For, for, for also for Aziz? The, uh, yeah. Oh, he's with Colin now, ne? Yeah, it's fighting. It's fighting. It's a title fight against Asanda. So mm. it's a title fight on the uh, featherweight, which uh, Magagane is also calling them. Uh, is there in the bill? Jeff Magagane is fighting Beke Mashango. So mm. we want to know if uh, Jeff win, it means you can challenge them uh, because it's a vacant that uh, uh, Asanda and uh, Kanet that are fighting, and there's a big fight that uh, uh, these guys they were, lo- were looking forward for it. Okay, there's some big fights here. If you, you remember, folks, we did speak to um, Aziz Kunet actually here on uh, this show. He's got that incredible story, um, having come out of jail uh, for a yeah. murder ca- charge, and then he came back and he turned his life around. He was out on parole, turned his life around, started boxing, and um, he's now um very respected boxer. And I see on the poster then, Bongles, that there's also TV. How's that going to work? SABC Sport is part of this. SABC Sport is a part of us, and uh, we we are looking forward because uh, they given us uh, an opportunity as an associate, as a group of promoters, to to come and uh, make sure that uh, the boxers uh, get been uh, televised for these shows because these most important things that uh, 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 sponsors they will come and see. Like uh, when you talk about Kenneth Story. Everyone will want to say, how can we assist this boy who you have changed their life around? And we are so grateful for what FABC they are doing for us. Wonderful. Looking forward. Just give us the date and the times again. Uh, the date is going to be on the 26th, Sunday. Uh, the show started uh, half past three. And uh, that, that, that's what is going to be happening. It's a heritage tournament where we remember also our culture, you know. So everyone there is going to be uh, dressing uh, our culture, we're going to be playing our music, our cultural music. It's going to be fun. And uh, we are looking forward. I wish fans they will be there, but uh, they can just go to SABC Sports. They can watch it like they are there. Mm. Wonderful. SABC Sport Channel, that's where to go to get all these tournaments. Now, thanks, Bongles. Maybe we'll catch up with you next week just to look back at the tournament then, but we wish you all the best. Thank you so much, and thank you for the opportunity. Thank you. And and what's the promotion company that's putting this together? What are you called? Uh, it's called uh, Bongles uh, Boxing uh, Promotion, but uh, you, uh, under, uh, under GBPA. Okay, wonderful. Thank you very much. All the best, sir. Thank you, sir. Okay, we're going to take another quick break and we'll go to the other tournament that is happening, Night of the Amazon, and we'll find out more about this one in Pulukwan. This is SAFM Sport with Tabiso Musia.
Okay, I did tell you the tournaments are coming in Think It Fast and uh, this Heritage Weekend. And uh, Joyce Kungwane joins us on the line now. TLB Promotions have another tournament for us in partnership with Kosatu. Joyce, good evening. Thank you for speaking to us on SAFM tonight. Good evening, Tavisa. Good evening to the listeners in the Boxing Fraternity at Clash. Thanks for are having me. Are we celebrating me. Heritage Day? Yes, we are, Tavisa, in the ring. One wonderful. And why is it important for you to also to align these tournaments with, with these important days in our history and our calendar? Um, so normally as TLB, when we do our events, we actually want each to have a, a meaning. If you can remember, the last tournament we had was a commemoration of Youth Month. And mm. before then, we were celebrating um, Human Rights Month. That was in March. So we always want to our events to talk to the month or to to a, an event. So that's why we are celebrating Heritage Month and in the ring this time. And you're taking it to Pulukwane this time. What is there a reason for that? Um, our reason is that so is and remember when we started, we said we want to take boxing back to its yesteryears. Mm. And uh, unfortunately, my partner is no longer there for us to push this together. May he so rest in peace. Um, uh, Pulupani happens to be one of the provinces that we have identified as TLB. To say um, nothing has been happening there, it's been years that um, boxing has not been happening there. So we want to revive boxing in all those areas that we feel or we know that have been neglected. Yes. And I also mentioned at the top of the show that it's TLB Promotions in partnership with COSATU. Um, how did they come on board? Um, last year, when, when in August, actually when we celebrated our Women's Month, we partnered with COSATU, who actually helped us in getting sponsors. Remember, we, we, we gave food parcels to our female boxers. Oh, yes, I remember and that, then yes. We also had uh, a funding that we were giving to our female boxers. Um, uh, um, so those 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 uh, sponsors or funders got them through. We had partnered with them, and again, Kosati has got a mind of of pushing. Many, you know, people have been asking me that Kosati is political, and I said, no, 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 mm. it's a federation for the workers, and for us, boxers are workers. So they are in that because of that reason. Is is the president of Kosati a boxing fan? Because I've seen her at the tournaments. I've seen her. She's there. She's cheering. She's on her feet. She's not just a VIP or a guest. You know, if there's one thing with that president of Kosati, the the word VIP does not uh, exist in her vocab. She's just an ordinary human being, and I like her for that. She likes supporting. And uh, you know, when you're supporting people, you can expect to be treated like a VIP. You have mm. to be seen there, being part of the event. So uh, yes, she's she's from PE. She'll mm. definitely uh, understand boxing. And she used to do. She said what Ludo or what something like uh, karate or whatever. But she judo. Judo, yes, yes, she like, yes, yes. She used to do judo when she was growing up. So. Yes, she's got the love for boxing. She's definitely from PE then. So what can we expect then, Joyce Kungwane, at the night of the Amazon? Who's there? 
Um, we've got a seven bout tournament that is headlined by Colosan uh, Dobaini, who is the current SA champion lightweight. She'll be challenged by Bonita Fanyarskfeld. We also have an international bout between Valima Vanjabey from Tanzania, who will be fighting Nozule Tumatunzi. We, I think boxing people are aware that it's been some time that they haven't seen Matunzi in the ring. And uh, one of our objectives as uh, uh, TLB is to bring those that people have forgotten about and say, let's revive them and bring them back. And the good news again is that uh, Valima Vanjabi has landed. She's in South Africa. They arrived this morning in the morning with the with the trainer. We've got Dombokal and Dolashe. It's been some time that she hasn't fought as well, including Buki and Onina Anaconda. Yes, A lot Anaconda. of us have not seen her for some time. I think it's two years now. Uh, she's part of the bill. We have uh, Lufuna Muchai from Limpopo. She'll be fighting Batabile Sikubu. Batabile from KZN. She's also here. She's arrived. The lightweight between Reda Muleva from Limpopo against Cecilia Pitasini from Zimbabwe. Then we have Ridam Rebi, Houteng versus Rashida Malik from Western Cape. The last one is between super middle is a super middleweight four rounds between Lilian Molala and uh, Reza Mohammed. Uh, so uh, maybe let me say this. Uh, for mm. me, it's very important that I mention it. If you can check the bill, it actually has six provinces. Uh-huh. Yes, including yes, yes, yes. two internationals. Zimbabwe and Tanzania. Yes. And that was intentional so, for you? Yes, it was. Um, the reason we, 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 we looked at that is precisely the reason that most of the boxers have been neglected. And uh, it, it's not nice that people, for them to fight, they always have to come to Houteng. That is why we only have got two boxers from Limpopo, whom I know for a fact, I don't even remember when was the last time they fought. I know Lufun never fought in Limpopo. And the CLB was, you know what, this thing of people coming to Houting every time, every time. Let's go out and tell people and show people that we've got strong people, which is, uh, with strong, we've got strong women who can participate in the, the sport that we all love, that people think is actually for men. And I see also you've also got SABC Sport also on the on the poster. Does it mean then we can see this tournament on SABC on the Sport Channel at least? Yes, Tabi. Uh, so finally, people will be able to 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 see their their lovely sport on SABC. It will be shown on SABC Sport Channel and as well as Open View One Two Four Channel. Mm. And uh, we also appreciate uh, Meropa Casino for giving us the yes, venue yes. for us to do the event there. Yes, I was about to ask you, besides Kosato <laughs> that you've mentioned, who else is supporting you for, for, for this one? Because I know over the years you've tried to do everything yourself and you can only do so much. And it's good to see people coming on board here to support TLB. Yeah, well, the disappointing part, uh, so is that, you know, when I'm in Gauteng, I know for a fact that the department will come on board. They've been supporting us throughout mm-hmm. the years, and we appreciate that. And we have thought that when we knock at the doors of the provincial department of sports in Limpopo, more so 
they have never had such an event in their area. They would come on board, but then, unfortunately, like you've just said, we try most of the times doing things on our own. Even this one, other than Kosatu, we and SABC support TLB. TLB Promotions, uh, Joyce Kungwan is speaking to us here. And we've heard, um, Sis Joyce, through the grapevine, that there's another big one that's coming in November. We were actually seeing people signing contracts and wondering what is going on here. It's a marriage contract. <laughs> <laughs> it better be for life than this this marriage. What do you have up your sleeve after this one? Uh, yes, yes, yes. We start, we're trying to cook something. Uh, the last dish of the year. And, uh, you know, when you bring up a last dish, it has to, to show that it's actually a last dish. Um, but for now, I would like to, to keep the, 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 the ingredients to, 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 to us. And then when the time is due, we will definitely share with you. But you've got some big names there from what I heard. <laughs> <laughs> okay. okay <let's laughs> You've got my agreement. I just really didn't speak to you about anything. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, when is the night of the Amazon happening then? And what time? It, it's happening at two o'clock in the afternoon in Meropa Casino. People will be able to watch on SABC Sports Channel and uh, Open View One Two Four Channel. Uh, unfortunately due to the restrictions we are still mm. not allowed spectators so mm. people shouldn't drive all the way to Merupa Casino only to be told that they cannot form part of the event. Even under alert level 2, Sis Joyce, we can't go to the tournaments. How's, how yeah, is that possible? Remember we, 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 we had a tournament under level 1. Actually we had two tournaments under level 1 mm. and we still were not allowed. Mm. And uh, yeah, I've been screaming and screaming. I've actually given up you know what? Okay, well, let's hope sanity will prevail here. So it's Friday, right? Yes, it's Friday. It's Heritage Day. Those who will be coming, they must come down in their traditional uh, uh, regalias. Um, we'll make sure that we actually celebrate the Heritage Day in style. Um, we'll make sure that uh, the, the Polokwane town is it's, it's corner, it's red. <laughs> Because most of the, the traditional colors are red. So we will make sure that it looks traditional or heritage. Wonderful. Thanks, Joyce Kungwana. All the best for your tournament this weekend and lots of Thank action. you so much. And thank the- you to the listeners of uh, SAFM.